0: Welcome to episode number 47 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where we're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you to create a blog based on your background, on your research experience, on your expertise, so you can build an online business and make the change that you want to make in the world. This is the podcast where we give you the tactics, the tips, the tools, the strategies you need to become an authority in your space, and use that then to build an online business. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about creating an interview series for blog content. This is the fourth episode in the Content Machine series. For those of you that have been listening for a while, you know this is a long-standing series that we do as part of the podcast. Back in episode eight, we did the first episode on random topic blogging. On episode 11, we talked about three-minute papers. Episode 23, we talked about content curation and repurposing. These are all things I've used in my business and in my blog at Dust Safety Science in order to build authority and build traffic there. Today, we're going to be talking about creating an interview series as part of your blog content. So the biggest question that people ask quite frequently when they're starting a blog, or even if they've been running a blog for you know, six months or a year, or even a couple of years, is you know, how do I increase traffic? How do I create content they are struggling or you're struggling to create a flow, create a process where you can actually go about creating content routinely, getting into the world, and use that to drive traffic. So that's really why in this episode and in the Content Machine series, we're focusing on content systems. How do you build a repeatable, scalable process to create unique content that you can then put on your website to drive SEO traffic that you can share out broader to the community? How do you do that with not necessarily the least amount of effort, but how do you do that in a way that's leveraged so that you're using your effort effectively and you're doing that over and over again in a way that, again, you can leverage to create more content or create better content in your space and become seen as that authority? So in this episode specifically, we're going to talk about why Focus on content systems. We're going to give eight steps to creating an interview series. We're going to have a what are the main benefits for this type of content. And we'll go through a couple of examples. These are people that I pulled out, websites I pulled out um, as doing this in the academic space already that you can go use and draw from for experience. As always, you can download the transcripts of this podcast episode at slash 47. You're really nice PDF transcript of what we talk about. And I also put in a swipe file for emailing potential interviewees. I included things in that swipe file that we'll talk about in this episode, like I'm um, getting right into the ask when you're reaching out, including a specific off-ramp for what people should do next and encouraging some gentle urgency in that email. So you want an example of how to reach out to people for your interview series, you can download that uh, swipe file at grabblier.com slash 47. So in the big question, you know, why focus on content systems for your blog? And it comes right back to the, the biggest question that I'm asked all the time, which I, I already kind of mentioned was, you know, how do I create content? How do I drive traffic? How do that in a sustainable way that I'm not going to you know, kill myself over time or that I'm going to be able to keep up with? You know, Sure, at one point, maybe you're blogging and writing a post every day. I've done this for several months, but it's hard. And chances are, you're going to falter at some point, and you're just not going to feel like doing it. So that's why you really got to go about creating processes and systems in your blog that you're creating content, leveraging that content, getting it out Using it to get traffic, using that to drive people back to your website, establish authority, and then this is where you can go about building your online business. So when I started with DustSafetyScience.com, which was actually not called that website, it was called MyDustExplosionResearch.com, which is a terrible name, very hard to, or very easy to say, well, as sarcastically, but uh, very hard to say. People struggle to understand it. Dust Safety Science is a much better name. When I started blogging there. I use what I call random topic blogging. This is what a lot of people do at the start. You know, I picked a, a science topic. I went and flipped through my textbook and said, okay, I'm going to talk about what's in chapter two on combustion of single particles or something like that. Researched it heavily. I created amazing images. I wrote all the material in a Word document. I proofread it. I upload it to WordPress. I proofread it again because you inevitably copy stuff incorrectly into WordPress. Then I'd sit there and think about it for a while and be worried about people seeing the content and feeling like, uh, you know, who am I to put this out into the world? Um, and then maybe I'd press publish. That was like my, my life for the first month or two of having my blog, doing this random topic blogging. It's inefficient, it's not scalable, and it's overly difficult. And you won't just, you won't keep up with it. And I didn't keep up with it either. Although thankfully, I started thinking about how to implement systems into my blog and systems into creating my content, which got me to where I am today um, and away from that random topic blogging. So the trick here is to find something that works for you and stick with it for at least an extended period. Stick with it, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're doing a lot of reading of technical or scientific papers right now, then the three-minute paper process is one that you can use to create content. We talked about this again back in episode 11. Or maybe you're bored of researching and reading technical articles and you're in a different stage and you're doing courses or something so that you're, you're not heavily into the research. Well, then maybe you can focus on content curation and repurposing. Maybe you can publish a weekly blog post covering the 10 most important topics in wildlife science or wildlife biology or something. I don't know, making it up in the world today. And use Google Alerts to pull that information in, repurpose into a blog post, repurpose into a newsletter, and use that content curation and repurposing. We talked about this again back in episode 23. So if you're getting this idea that content machines or content systems for creating content are are a better way to go... Than just blogging about what you think about. You're right. That's the whole point I'm trying to make with these different stories. Um, In this episode, we're going to talk about just one other another option: creating an interview series. I really like this. I've used it a bit in my blog, um, but I've seen other people actually use it more effectively. And that's why I wanted to include examples at the end of this podcast episode. So, what is an interview series? So, this is where you interview others, usually within you know a similar background to yourself or a similar background to your audience. It could really be about anything, but generally you get them to talk about your, their experiences, their successes, their struggles, their difficulties. It really depends on the genre that you're in or the scientific area you're in. whole point is to interview them about their life and their experience or their research and then put that as blog posts on your, on your website. So it's kind of like guest posting, except you reach out to them, do an interview, either written or you can even do these over the phone, and then type that up and that's your blog post. So how do you go about creating an interview series then? I came up with eight steps to do this process. Step number one is to pick an overall topic. So this should be, you know, one thing that you're really focusing on in your interview series. Maybe you're doing 10 interviews on jobs after finishing your PhD or review series on things you can do with a molecular biology degree. or I don't know what it is, but pick an overall topic for your interview series. This is similar to what I did when I created an expert roundup post, um, but it's more broad. When I did an expert roundup post, I came up with two specific questions. We'll talk about that in step two came out with two questions and sent that out to experts in my field and created one single post to it. This is similar. You want to come up with an overall topic, but you're doing interview about each individual person. So step number two then is to create your list of questions. So these are the these are the questions you're going to ask the interviewees. So things like, you know, what is your background? What program are you in? What's your favorite thing about this topic? What's your least favorite thing about this topic? What advice would you give for somebody else? You know, all the, the typical ones. Um, and you can ask the same question to the people you're interviewing, or you could even vary the questions depending on their background. I like just doing the same question as a reader. I kind of find it interesting to see how different people respond to the same questions. It's also pretty interesting. Then you can do, again, coming back to leveraging, you can do sort of mega posts or meta posts where you look at every maybe 10 responses to the same question and pull out those underlying themes. That's step number two, create your list of questions. Step number three is to create your list of potential interviewees. This is where you scour social media, your network, Know, people you know that you might might be interested, Google your topic overall. Click on you know Google's recommended suggestions for similar keywords or key phrases. What websites are coming up? What blogs are coming up? Those are probably great people to add to your list of potential interviewees. And this could be a one-time thing, again, doing 10 interviews or five interviews or three interviews as part of interview series. Um, or it could be something you do on your blog every month. You do one interview or every two weeks you post an interview. And both these are, are methods that can work, but you need a list of it interviewees to be able to go through. So that's step number one, step number two, and step number three. Step number four is to create your template outreach email. So this is really important if you're you're reaching out to many people at once. Like I did for my extra roundup post, I think I reached out to something like 60 people or something like that, and I sent this, you know, a similar email to all 60 of them, um, and I had to come up with a template. So it's really easier if you don't um, You know, make it very specific. The making it very specific is you're inevitably going to send the wrong name with the wrong background information or something kind of silly. So I like to send a general email out and maybe only do a a sentence or two that has something specific to it. So this process gets really easier if you create a template. Um, The general outline that I use is, hello, I add a personal feature. Hope it's the weather's nice in Florida at this time of the year. I don't know what it is. Um something like that. Um, now you get straight to the point. I'm emailing you to see if you'd be interested in doing X, being involved in project Y. So you know you really want to say get straight to the point within the first paragraph or two about what you're asking. Uh, then do a paragraph about why you're asking it, then give them an off-ramp, tell them exactly what to do next. If you're interested, hit reply and we'll set a time to do the interview. If you're interested, hear the questions and reply and email me back your responses. You know, you gotta tell them exactly what you want them to do, make it easy for them, make them brainless to take that next step. And the last element in your template email really should be some sort of gentle urgency. So put some sort of time limit on it. Just say, you know, I'm collecting the interviews for May in the month of February. So if you're interested, uh, make sure you get me a response by the end of this month, or you know, have some way to put urgency into it. And even if it's ongoing, um, it's important to do this because you'll get a lot more responses. And again, it's a gentle urgency. You're not like harassing them and saying they got to, you know, get this in or like spamming them or something, but just, you know, putting something in there so they don't just shove it into the back of their mind, shove it in the back of their email box, they might pull it out. And then this leads into step number five. And another reason have urgency is you need to send a follow-up email. I say this all the time on the podcast. There's a, there's a saying out there, like the money is in the follow-up or something like that. Probably not saying it right now. Um, But you need to send a follow-up email. It will double or triple your response rate. And it can be a simple email. I've sent literally this same email to, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of people throughout my career online. It's high name. Uh, Just following up on my previous email about doing X, we are just in the process of looking at the responses and we are analyzing them until January 15th. Just want to follow up just in case or no, no worries if you don't want to be involved, just ignore this email, but I just want to follow up in case you want to have your opinion heard. All the best, Chris. You know, that's a that's a general email that I've sent hundreds and hundreds of times for different things. This could be for asking for money for products. This could be ad, asking for advertising through Dust Safety Science. It's the same email I sent for mex or Roundup posts. if you go look at that podcast episode. And it's just really a, you know, a really simple, gentle reminder. It's going to boost your responses uh, quite a bit. So if you're interested in what this might look like, I include a swipe file with an example email that you could send. Just take it, it's you know based on Dust Safety Science, but take it, insert your website name, insert your topic, and you can probably use that exact same outline for your outreach emails, or at least it will give you a template to start with. You can grab that at grabblogger.com 47, um, there'll be a way to download that swipe file there. So we covered steps one through five now. Step six is to create your SOP for posting the interview. So what do you do when you get a response? Um, you go there, you upload it into WordPress, you make it all pretty, you double check everything, um, you press send, and then uh, or you press publish, and then oh yeah, you forgot to tag the image in the post with the correct SEO tags in it. Or you know, you forgot to proofread it, or I don't know, you forgot a step. Create a standard operating procedure for how you're gonna do this. A standard operating procedure will probably include things like create an image, rename the image with the person's name for SEO, tag it properly and add it into your post, copy the content in WordPress, preview and proofread, preview and double check line spacing and links, release on a set date. Whatever the steps are that you follow every time, create an SOP so that your brain doesn't have work so hard to remember them and so that you don't forget steps. Um, this has happened, you know, the, the only way to learn this is the hard way. And if you don't ever do it, then you'll be, really killing yourself because you'll be adding an extra, you know, 10 minutes doing this every time you do it, every time you release a post. It'll be much faster if you actually write down the steps and you can improve them along the way. Step number seven is to post your interview. This is a simple one. You've now got it uploaded to WordPress. You're ready to go. Ship that thing into the world. Step number eight and the last one is to promote your post. Post on social media, tag the interviewee, email the interviewee, let them know it's live, ask them to promote it, and then you can even do interesting things, like I said before, where you really leverage that content, where you go do meta-analysis on the responses, you can create a LinkedIn post or a Medium post that are summarizing the outcomes oh, of it and use that to drive people back to your website. You know, the, your effort's not done once the thing's live, but this podcast episode, was talking about how to actually get the thing out there, so we'll stop there. So that is the eight-step process to creating an interview series. Pick an overall topic, create a list of questions, create a list of potential interviewees, create your template email, send a follow-up email, critical, do it. I know it's hard. I know a lot of people don't want to do it, but send the follow-up email. I do it three days later while still fresh in their mind. I find if you wait a week, then they're too likely to go, oh yeah, what was that about? And have to go back and restart the whole process again. And they'll probably forget about you again. So I send it three days later. Um, Week's too long for me. Other people have different temperaments, so they may send it at different rates. Um, But you need to send a follow-up email. Step number six Create your SOP for posting the interview. Step number seven, post the interview. And step number eight, promote that post. Get out there and start drawing traffic back to your website. So I want to talk about some of the benefits of using this content machine as part of your blog. And there's actually a lot. So benefit number one is you get a lot of content out of a little bit of work. Once you set up this process where you're emailing a person, getting a response that's positive, sending them the questions, they send you the responses, um, you upload the post and promote it. You know, you could be doing as little as 30 minutes to an hour a week and getting a great new fresh blog post every week with uh, brand new diverse content because it's coming from diverse sources of people in as little as 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes a week. It really can't be beat for getting nice high value content because you're borrowing that other person's experience. You're borrowing the other person's brain essentially to create that content. So you get a lot of content, out of just a little bit of work by doing these interview posts. Second benefit is that you establish relationships. Like an expert roundup post, this really builds connections for you. Uh, the people that you interview will become, you know, long-term readers of the blog. They might become long-term readers of the blog. And a lot of time they'll become, you know, colleagues or friends or maybe partners down the road. Um, it makes them look really good, which is always the best way to, you know, make you look good. So there's a lot of things right there about building relationships. This is an inroad to building a lot of those relationships that you may not have had access to. You know, if you're just trying to reach out and email people, now at least you're giving them something to start that relationship off with it. Benefit number three is that social sharing and distribution is really built right in. So because you're interviewing somebody else, you can email them and say, hey, do you mind showing, uh, retweeting this on Twitter or posting on social media or posting it to your newsletter or whatever it is? Um, It's built right in. This is nice when you're just getting started because others will help you share your content out when you don't have a large social media following. Fourth benefit is that it really builds your authority. It makes you be seen as a hub of information. If you're doing this and if you're doing content repurposing, uh, you're basically not creating any fresh new content of your own, but you will be seen as the authority because you are the central hub through which all this information passes. Somebody wants to learn the best thing about, well, say, dust explosion, they know to go to my website. I have the content curation there. I bring in the experts, and for me, this is through the podcast, but similar kind of thing, doing an interview series. Uh, makes you be seen as the, uh, the authority in your space. This is the best way to then be able to go on and build a profitable business based out of that authority. And then benefit number five is that it diversifies your content automatically. You kind of get stuck in this rut if you're writing blog posts after blog posts where you have the same sort of tone, the same sort of content. There's not a lot of variability there. Because you're interviewing different people with different backgrounds and different you know, points of view, um, you get naturally get different keywords that are included in there. So the SEO system is going to like that more, but you're also getting more varied and diverse points of view for your audience, which is even better from, you know, humans actually coming through and reading your blog. So what are some examples of interview series? First of all, I'll mention here is Scientists in the Spotlight, and this by Sophie Arthur at sophetalkscience.com. I can never figure out if Sophie's Name is Soph or Sophie. Um, but that's besides the point. The the blog is S O P H T A L K S Science.com. So Soph talks science.com or Sophie, whichever way you want to you want to pronounce. I should probably send her a tweet and, and ask her how to say that. But well, it's a little bit too late because I've already poured recorded this podcast episode. We've had we've mentioned her on the podcast before. I'm sure runs a great website there. And one of the nice things I like she does this, I believe, monthly. Scientists in the Spotlight, where she highlights the scientists, what they do, talks through their experience as a scientist. So you can go to that website, softtalkscience.com, we'll include links in the show notes at grablar.com slash 47, just give you an example of what this kind of interview series looks like. On a slightly different tone, and this is a group I've, I've followed for a long time as well, is Beyond Prof. They do a PhD interview series. So this is what people are doing with their PhDs after they finish them. There's a lot of people that maybe went on to be a professor, but also a lot of people that went into other academic tracks or other academic careers, people like myself that have went into self-employment and entrepreneurship. And I believe the place to get those interview series now are beyondprof.com slash Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A slash interviews. And they've done something really interesting where they've wrapped all this great content that they've done in these interviews into an actual product that they sell. They sell as part of the um, Beyond the Profit Soria community, which I'm part of, and they also sell as part of Aurora, which is sort of is their institutional side. So it gives you an idea how valuable this content is, and how you could even package it down the road to do something else with. Um, but when they started, I think they were doing it just as a content and authority building play in the space. And um, this is exactly what we're talking about in this episode, you know, creating an interview series for your blog content. And this is an example where maybe it could go down the road. So that's it in this episode of the GrabBlogger podcast. This was the fourth in the content machine series. We'll put links in the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 47 to the previous episodes in the series. Again, if you just want to look them up in your podcast player, they are episode 8, episode 11, and episode 23. And then this one, which is episode 47, all talk about different scalable, repeatable content creation systems that you can use to drive your blog. We talked about why focusing on content systems is important. We gave the eight steps to creating interview series. Step one pick an overall topic. Step two create a list of questions, create a list of potential interviewees, create your template email, send a follow up email create your posting SOP, post the interview online, and promote the post. So those are the eight steps we identified to create this interview series. Again, once you get going, this could be 30 minutes, 45 minutes a week, getting great new fresh content out every week, doing interview every month or however often you want to do it. And a lot of big benefits to this. You know, it creates great diversified content at a low cost. Social sharing is built right in. You're building community. You're building um, relationships with people in your blog. You're building authority. Really great way to go if you're just getting started creating blog content. Um, we gave a couple examples, softalkscience.com. Um, been on the professoriate, all doing interview series to help them with their content creation and then, you know, what could actually happen afterwards. You can package those up and use them in some sort of product or something like that. So if you like this episode of the Grab Blogger podcast, please give me a shout-out on Twitter or on Instagram. Tag me at GrabBlogger. Let me know the podcast content's helping you. Let me know what you think about the content series but well, you can use these to build and drive traffic to your blog. So always you can grab the transcripts for this episode at grabblogger.com slash 47. Just go to the website and grabblogger.com slash 47. Should be a button right there to download a PDF file and you can read through what we talked about here. Um, don't forget to grab that email swipe file, giving the exact, an exact template you can use to reach out to people for your interview series, including things like getting right to the point, gentle urgency, and creating an off-ramp and those sort of things. Make sure those are in your emails. So as always, I want to thank you for listening to the Grab Blogger podcast. Hope you have a great week ahead. and I'm really forward to bringing you next week's podcast episode where we will be helping you build your online business as an academic, creating authority in your space online.